Coming up on BYU Football with Kalani Sitake, a tumultuous offseason leads into an unprecedented regular season as Kalani and the Cougs prepare to kick off a revamped schedule at Navy. And we're talking about it with senior safety Zane Anderson as BYU Football with Kalani Sitake starts now. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake, presented by Intermountain Healthcare. And now, your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, good evening, Cougar Nation. And for the first time in the 2020 season, welcome into BYU football with Kalani Sitake. Fans of the show will know that we're not in our usual home inside Studio C, but we do plan to get back there in about a month. In the meantime, we're set up here on the second floor of the BYU Broadcasting Building. And the show is usually produced in front of a live studio audience. We have no fans in attendance tonight. And we're not sure when we'll all be back together again. But you can join the conversation by submitting questions for Kalani on Twitter using hashtag Sitake Show, as well as on Facebook and Instagram via the BYU TV sports accounts. All right, coming up on tonight's season premiere of the show, we'll look at BYU's position groups with the season opener less than a week away. We'll take a closer look at BYU's season opening opponent, the Navy Midshipman. Jerem Jordan will chat with Isaiah Kafusi about the season opener on Monday Night Football, our season debut of Deep Blue featuring junior quarterback Zach Wilson, and our live player guest is senior safety Zane Anderson. All right, time to get this new look show on the road, and to do so, we say hello to the head coach of the Cougars. He is, of course, Kalani Sitake. Hey, Kalani. Greg, good to see you. Great to see you. And there were times we probably didn't know if we'd be doing this tonight with a week, uh, less than a week before game day, but here we are. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it's different with the, uh, you know, just me and you, but uh, we, we, we can do it, you know, and uh, <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, football's right around the corner for us, and uh, really thankful that we have this opportunity to play this game against Navy. All right, Navy is the first of eight games that you currently have on your schedule. Uh, the schedule has uh, gone through many changes in recent weeks. Uh, what do you think, though, of this a slate that uh, at one point was, you know, down to two games, you're back up to eight, and uh, again, those two service academies to open things off for you? Well, I know Tom Homo's worked extremely hard to get our schedule the way it is now, and uh, he, he's uh, working nonstop to see if he can add more to it. I think there's still a little bit um, where we can maneuver a few games around and things like that to get us more opportunities to play. But right now, just thankful for the opportunity that we get to play this game, uh, you know, in less than a week. And uh, I know our players, I'm echoing the sentiment from our players that they just feel grateful for this opportunity, for this chance to play this game. And and uh, even though it's a little bit different what we're doing, even with the show and, and with school and everything, at least it, it gets us trending towards back to normal life. So Navy gets us started. Uh, you kind of alluded to it. Do you expect to see some more games added to that slate we just saw? I hope so. But, I mean, uh, you know, right now the way it sits, uh, I think there's an opportunity for it to, to happen. But uh, just we'll just plan on those eight. And, and if it gets any better then, and we add more, then great. I, I've asked the guys to work hard and, uh, you know, give us their best for 12 opportunities. Um, we may get th- those, we may not, but at least uh, we can we can bank on trying to get as many as we can and then try to earn uh, another game in more time together. Well, it was almost uh, six months ago when the world, including the sports world, changed, and the changes meant a whole new way of, of doing things, a whole new way of coaching football, a whole new way of playing football, practicing it. To, how do you think BYU made it through all the challenges of, of trying to play a game in the midst of a pandemic? Well, I think it was educational for us to learn more about the pandemic, about the virus and ways that we can be safe. I mean, we had all these different, uh, you know, you see guys wearing the masks and uh, with the shields that we have and and then making sure that we had the 
the masks on and, and social distancing even during practice, making sure we're six feet away and, and when we don't have the helmets on to try to wear the gaiter or the mask. And uh, that's always getting used to, but I think the guys are holding each other accountable and trying to keep, the, keep it a safe environment for our team and keep it a low-risk environment. And, you know, this I, I've been seeing the, the way the testing results have been going. It's not like you, you can just end it right away and, and keep it at zero, but we can do our best to help protect ourselves, but more than anything, be mindful of others and keep others safe. Now, we wear our masks nonstop during the day. We're unmasked right now, but we are six feet and then some away, so we're trying to be responsible here. Yeah. While people can still hear us and see us. But, uh, yeah, and, and that's a way of life now. We get up in the morning, we uh, get out of the car, we put the mask on, and it stays on for most of the day, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's not what I'm used to. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the same guy that said I want to hug every BYU fan out there, and uh, it's going to have to be on hold for a little bit. Just elbow bumps and fist bumps for now, but... Uh, it's just really cool to, to be able to just interact with people. And, I mean, I've missed you, so I've missed hanging out and talking to you and you know, the voice of the Cougar. So it's really cool that we're in this moment. But I just I think everyone just missed the interaction that we have with each other, uh, eye-to-eye contact, things like that, that we had taken for granted. And hopefully we don't uh, ever go that route again. A quick COVID note. You guys are testing three times a week. Is that right? We are, yeah, three times a week. And, and, and what daily. kind of tests are you doing nowadays? Uh, it's a saliva test. That's good. Yeah, and that's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, the other ones are brain ticklers, so I yeah. don't know if I, if I can deal with that. But uh, we'll, if, if that's what's required, we'll do that as well. So whatever it takes to get us so we can keep it safe and keep testing and, and keep educating our players on how to be safe. Uh, we, we also work with the app that we daily – when we practice, we went for daily screening before we entered the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've encouraged our players to be honest about their symptoms. And, uh, you know, I've been really in, impressed with the way our sports medicine department has handled Everything And so I'm just thankful for BYU, the administration's leadership that I've seen from our administration and from the sports de- uh, medicine department and giving us our chance to be here right now. Let's get into our look to the season a little bit by, uh, unfortunately, uh, talking about some news that uh, transpired just yesterday, really, in practice, and that's your tight end, Matt Bushman. Uh, goes down with an injury that, unfortunately, is going to take him out for the entire season, his senior season here in 2020. Yeah, that's uh, still hard thinking about it right now. You know, he, he's uh, he's... He's given a lot to this program, and I think um, we're, we're in this position uh, as a team because of his leadership. And so a lot of the things that he's done for us, it, it was really hard for that moment for our team, you know. But we had a, a moment of, of prayer for him, and, you know, I, I think uh, the goal now is to play for him and, and uh, to honor him. Uh, but his leadership will still carry on, you know. And I think that uh, it won't be able to be on the field for us this year, but I think we can rely on him. Uh, being being in support of our players and it gives a chance for the others to step up. You know, we have young guys that, that I think this is their moment to, to shine. And uh, I think that uh, the leadership that Matt has provided for our team, not just the offensive side, but for the entire team, I think will carry on. But it's just extremely disappointing. Uh, I know he he and Emily were looking forward to this this year. You know, and even with the the uh, the different schedule, but I, I think he's um, yeah. I don't I don't know if there's any words I can express mm-hmm. how disappointed we are. A fluke injury, basically, right? Kind of a non-contact situation. Yeah, and, yeah. and towards the end of practice, I mean, he's yeah. warmed up, and it was just one of those things that, that on film it's hard to see. It's hard to understand it. Yeah. Well, uh, despite the fact that Matt Bushman is missing, you return a lot of key pieces uh, from last year's team to this. It's an experienced group in 2020. Uh, even without a really big piece, uh, you've got some depth and you got some guys back, and that's a good number of starters to work with there. 
Yeah, and, and, and we have a lot of guys that, that have experience, you know, and, and whether they're, they've been starters or not, there's, there's a good number of players on our team. We feel like we're an older team now um, in, in, in terms of experience. And so the guys have been on the field and been in games. So it's not like it's a brand new deal for them. And then the young guys, that, the newcomers that we brought to the team are a, a lot further along than, than some of the others we've recruited in the past. Okay, let's get into a player personnel look and see how camp went, kind of position by position. These are fall camp highlights, and they're presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. All right, let's start at uh, quarterback. And uh, Zach Wilson returns as your incumbent starter. The depth chart uh, coming out this week shows him as the starter once again. And uh, Coach Grimes uh, telling us on the coordinator's corner yesterday that uh, this was what Zach earned during fall camp, getting to be that number one spot again. Yeah, great competition. I thought Zach... um did, did some really good things. Obviously, there's still room for improvement, but he's willing to do it, you know, and, and he's worked extremely hard, but so, so did the other guys. Uh, looking at Baylor and, and Jaron, those guys worked extremely hard for the position that they're in right now to, to compete, and it was, a, it, was a, it was a really strong competition all the way throughout camp, and, uh, you know, we feel like we have three guys that can definitely play that have experience, and a fourth that if we need to, we can lean on to, to, to help us win games as well. What are Soljay's strengths as a freshman? He's kind of a mixture of all of it, all of them. He can run. I think that's one of the things that he uses a lot is his ability to maneuver well and run, uh, uses his legs. But he also gets rid of the ball quick and he's, he's, he makes great decisions. I think he's being in, in the in, in competition is not new for him. He, he's not a guy that's going to shy away from being in the spotlight. Let's go up front, offensive line, and that's where you've got uh, a solid seven guys who've got who've had starts for you uh, that are that are uh, coming back this year and uh, looking to combine to get it done together here. The magnificent seven. Yeah, and you know we've 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 also dealt with some injuries uh, with this position group as well, and and uh, you know we 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 can rely on a lot of the guys that have been on the field and played a lot of plays, but. There's a, another, besides the seven, there's other guys that have played and that we feel comfortable. We feel like there's a good two deep that we can count on to help us win. And, and those guys bring a lot of tenacity to the field. And, and they're a close group. And, 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 you know, they're the big uglies for a reason. I think their wives wouldn't, wouldn't agree with that, that calling. But I think that these guys um, know the game and they're excited to play. And just they're starting to understand the game a lot more being in there. You're looking at guys like um, Brady Christensen and James Epi, they this is a camp is just something that's just they've been through already. They kind of just really walked through it. It wasn't a problem for them. And Brady and James have started every game since their freshman year. They're two seasons in. They haven't missed one yet. Twenty six starts for each of them. Yeah, and they've done, they've done. I mean, they've been durable. They've worked extremely hard in the, in the weight room, and that's been able to keep them healthy, especially in a game uh, that's so physical. And uh, those guys, it's live every time they they put on shoulder pads and helmets. See. You don't have to tackle or, or every rep that they go against a D lineman. It's a live rep for them. So uh, a lot of lot of work and a lot of physical part of the game for those guys. And uh, I've been really proud of the way they lead the team, but also the way that they performed. Okay. Now to the guys that the uh, big fellows will be blocking for. We're talking about the running back room. And you've got some solid options at the top there, guys who've seen snaps and reps and have done some things for you already. Yeah, I feel like Lopini and Tyler have done some great things. I, I mean, Tyler... You know, not a lot of guys can move positions side of the ball, even from linebacker to running back. And, uh, you know, these guys have worked extremely hard in the offseason. A lot of our guys did, especially on their own volunteer time. And so uh, seeing the change in their bodies, Jackson uh, McChesney has done some great things. He's been home over a year now. So I think the mission legs, he kind of sh- shook the rust off a little bit. But 
those guys have done an extremely great job at, at, at understanding the scheme, the, the run tracks that they're supposed to be in. And uh, the, I think they can, there's a way that they can set up the old line uh, to be punishing blockers. So I've uh, been really pleased with the way Harvey's coaching them and, and uh, the way Coach Grimes is coaching them and Mateos with the front. And I think we should see some good success from that group. You want to be healthy at every spot, but it seems like uh, getting a running back that can play 13 games for you has been a chore lately. Yeah, and, and you know, hopefully we don't have to keep going through a, a, a plethora of guys, but, but uh, it's good to know that there's guys that are willing and ready to play. But uh, right now we, we feel really good with the core that we have, and, and they all bring unique skills to the table, and I think we're going to need all, all, all the whole group to play those running backs, including the fullbacks. Okay, as we hit earlier, Matt Bushman was in line uh, to be your go-to guy. Again, a tight end, his injury situation putting a damper on that position, but you're not empty-handed at tight end. Uh, Byron Rex's son Isaac is the guy that uh, kind of ascends to the number one spot without Matt, right? Yeah, Byron has done. I'm uh, Byron. Yeah, uh, Isaac Rex has done a great job, and he's he's big. He grew a lot on his mission and and just a physical presence. I think uh, he can, he's a guy that can do it all, you know. And, and we're gonna need these guys to step up, and they're young, but I think um, you know they've been mentored by a great player with Matt Bushman being ahead of them. So. Uh, Isaac Carter, um, Lane Lunt, and then you also have Bentley Hanshaw. Those guys, they're going to have to get it done, and I have confidence that they'll, they'll follow the coaching that Clark will give them, and they'll be ready to roll. So you say Lane Lunt is the one we didn't see there, is that right? Yeah. yeah what about he, Lane? Tell us about him a little bit. Yeah, he's, got, he's, got, he's a lot like Carter. He's, he's athletic, and, and uh, those guys have been, they've improved their blocking a lot from the, from the offseason, and uh, you know we'll see what we can do with all our tight ends. We have, we have a bunch of tight ends and running backs that can play, and we have fullbacks to add to the mix too. You, you have Kyle Griffiths and uh, and Mason Wake that can can add to kind of do a hybrid right. of running back and tight ends. Okay, outside is where BYU took the most losses uh, on offense. The top three wideouts from last season graduating, uh, leaving a lot of reps to claim. And right now you've got kind of a big three starters at least, uh, but some young guys can give you depth. The starters we're talking about: Neil Pau and Gunnar Romney and Dax Milne. And then uh, promising young guys. Yeah, I think it's you know we had those seniors graduate last year from um, with Aleva and Micah and and Talon, and then just them leaving I think has given these guys an opportunity to step up, and be the leaders, and be the guys uh, running the room now. And and so I, I'm looking forward to those guys adding the newcomers and you know being able to have Keanu Hill and and Cody Epps and Chris Jackson, Miles Davis add to that mix. And you, you've got a, a good group of guys, Thomas Gunther, a bunch of other guys that can that are playing in that position that could help us win. So, uh, you know, Fessy's done a great job getting them here and recruiting them. So I think it's time to let them play. Let's see what they can do with the ball in their hands. You mentioned Talmadge Gunther. He's good enough that he can uh, turn around and be a little uh, little scout team quarterback for you during Navy week too, can't he? Yeah, he's giving us all kinds of problems right now and, uh, defensively. We you know, we went live yesterday and, and, and tried to tackle him. He And he, he made some guys look bad, but it was good to get a, a good live look from him and I think he's kind of sacrificing some time on offense to come and give us a good look. And you'll see him on the field in special teams, and, and he'll make a difference for us on offense as well. Okay, let's head to the other side of the ball now, and we'll start uh, up front on the defensive line. Uh, there are more guys here than we could possibly mention. Uh, you're going to play a lot of dudes, but the inside is held down by Kairos Tonga. How does he look to you right now starting the season? And, and beyond these four, Kalani, how many D linemen do you feel good about playing right now? Yeah, we feel good. I think with uh, eight to ten guys that, that can play, obviously uh, these guys need to play as long as they can stay in the game, you know. So 
Um, you know, as, as we look at the guys that we had on our depth chart, guys like Alden Tofa and, um, you know, with the loss of Lupa for, for a little bit of time, I think uh, Zach Don, Lorenzo, and Bracken Obaki will be able to pick up the, the pieces. And, you know, we, we welcome back Earl Mariner from injury. And so Caden Hawes, who moved over from O-line yeah. to Nose, is going to help us as well. And, um, you know, Gabe Summers has come along um, really strong in this offseason. And I think he can help us as well. He can help us at the end and de-tackle. So a lot of the guys can play both positions, and it's good to have a solid big man in the, in, up front, and that's Tyra. So we'll be with him and then and, and building around his, his uh, unique skill. I think we'll be okay. Yeah, you've, you've coached a lot of good interior linemen on the D-line. Where does Kyrus maybe uh, stack up or compare to some of the best you, you've had? Yeah, he's up there. He's up there. He's going to have to prove it a lot this year. I, I think there's... Uh, little, I mean, I, I think everybody sees his physical capabilities. It's important that he stays in the game and, and, and powers through some things. And I think he has to establish his, his um, dominance right away. And that's going to be difficult to do against a team that, that can pester you and get after you and cut you and do mm-hmm. a lot of different things. But he's, he's a tough kid. And, and, you know, I think he's had enough, uh, in, a lot of experience under his belt now. You know, people forget that Kyrus was a tight end in high school. So he didn't have a lot of experience playing D-line. But going into senior year, I think he feels like this is going to be his time, and I think we need to see him really establish dominance right away. Right on. Linebackers now. Uh, your linebacking crew came up with 10 interceptions for BYU last year. These guys are back in 2020. Good experience, great depth, and still some youth. I mean, the guys were seen here. A lot of them were just freshmen last year. Yeah, Isaiah Kofusi is the only senior out of the group, and, and um, you know, we, we feel really good with all of these guys. We have some guys that are hybrids that can play – uh, a number of positions, and, and um, we have some guys that, that are, I mean, there's a lot of youth there, but a lot of experience, a lot of playmaking ability. So uh, really excited about this group. I, I've, I've been, you know, that's kind of my thing is I've, I've been a, a linebacker coach for most of my career, and, and having these guys in the program is going to be huge. Now, you'll take picks where you can get them, but the Navy game is probably not the game where we're going to see guys <laughs> diving around for INTs. Yeah, but I think <laughs> these guys can make a difference as far as uh, tackling. They're, they're great tacklers, and, and, you know, we're going to be tested with Navy. They have a lot of skill and, and have a lot of different options. That's why they, 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 it's a multiple set, you know. But guys like Max and, and Peyton, Isaiah and Keenan are going to have to make a difference. Pepe is going to have to make a difference. And, you know, we feel really good with Drew Jensen and uh, Jackson Kofusi in the mix as well. So there's a lot of guys that I feel can play. Um, you know, Ben Bywater is in the mix. I think I named them all. So is that's, Kavika still? Uh... Yeah, Kavika could play. He's, so we have guys like Kavika and Chaz that, that are, are, are hybrids, and even yeah. Zane that can play a lot of different positions. And so without giving away the game plan, you'll see them in different spots, and you won't know if they're playing linebacker mm-hmm. or safety or whatever it could be. But we have a lot of linebackers that can play different positions too. Right. Uh, to the secondary, where a couple of guys who battled injuries are set to contribute again, Zane Anderson, Troy Warner. Uh, two of the most uh, versatile defensive backs you have on the roster. They could really play all over back there for you. Yeah, it's good, it's good to see a Warner in number four jersey, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to Troy. He's, he's, uh, he's had a long, long road ahead of him as a diversity of, of battling injuries, and I think he's feeling great now with his with – his, we, we were able to see him a little bit in spring, so Troy's ready to roll, and – I think Zane Anderson's. I mean, it's 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 his time now. He's both those guys have. I just can't wait to see them play football because they've had to overcome a lot, you know. And and I think in their natural position as a defensive back, I think it's going to be really important to see them out there. And Zane will be our player guest coming up a little later on in the show. Special teams. Uh, you've got a veteran and a newcomer. 
doing the kicking. Uh, Jake Goldroyd back for your place kicks. And then Ryan Rico handles the punting. Uh, he can also kick off. But uh, Jake Goldroyd, uh, someone that uh, got your BYU head coaching career off to a pretty stellar start and then has come back after his mission and did a nice job for you last year and is looking to just pick up where he left off. And, and, uh, and he's got some leg, as we can tell. He hit that 54-yarder last year. He does, you know, and, and it's, a, it's the key of, of finding consistency. But a lot of that isn't just on the kicker. You know, that, that's between the snapper and the hold and, and the protection. So we've worked uh, extremely hard at making sure that he feels comfortable kicking the ball. And, and uh, you know, his leg is strong, so we, we can kick from a lot of different di- distances. And uh, it doesn't really matter the hash. The kid, kids worked really hard. I look forward to seeing him kick more PATs than field goals this mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Ryan's brother, Austin, was an All-American kicker at Idaho. And uh, there's Ryan Rico. And he's 6'4", and maybe 230, 240. He's got got a build that not all punters have. And uh, he he can uh, kick off in addition to punting for you, right? Yeah, and he's really athletic. You know, when when he first showed up and we were doing the workouts and off-season conditioning, the coaches were trying to convince him to possibly play some tight end or D-end. And he's like, no, I'm a specialist. I'm going to punt. That's what I'm I'm here to do at BYU. So it's good to have a guy that that knows what he wants right now. uh, the way he's been kicking has, has been really nice during fall camp. I hope he can do it in the game. Yep, that's our position-by-position look at the Cougs in 2020. And for your day-to-day Cougar sports play-by-play, watch BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio when we come back. It's anchors away for Annapolis. We've got a look at Navy coming up and a deeper dive into the career of quarterback Zach Wilson in the season premiere of Deep Blue. Deep Blue looking at Zach Wilson, and that is coming up as BYU Football with Kalani Sitake continues. Stay with us. BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare. Always here for you. America First Credit Union. We're here to help. Smith's. Fresh for everyone. And by Qualtrics. Game day is six days away. Here's a rundown of our game day broadcast schedule on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Coverage begins on the radio at 6 Eastern. BYU TV's countdown to kickoff live at 7 Eastern. The game is on ESPN and BYU Radio at 8 Eastern. And then post-game coverage on both BYU TV and BYU Radio from Provo and Annapolis. Well, a month ago, we didn't know who BYU would play to open the season. We, of course, now know that BYU and Navy will meet for a third time all-time and the first time in 31 years. And Kalani, last year's Navy team, the most improved team in the FBS. They were eight games better than the year before. It was a huge bounce back for Ken Nimatalolo's guys. Yeah, Ken's a great coach, you know, and so he'll always have those guys rolling. And and uh, when you when you take a great coach with guys that have heart and uh, don't quit, I, I think you can, you can always have a chance. And so last year, I mean, they won 11 games, finished ranked, and, you know, only lost two of them. So I think that they had a, they had a lot of success, and uh, it's, a, it's a great compliment to their coach and their coaching staff. But Kenny's been doing that for a long time. He's the, he's the winningest coach in Navy history. So uh, you He's know, we're, two wins away from 100 for his career. Yeah, well, let's, let's try to make it a little bit harder for him to get there. So. But he's a great, great man yeah. and a great, I mean, just I've known him a long time, and, and I look to him as a mentor. And it's going to be a fun game, you know. Well, this game is going to be between – a bunch of great kids that, that love the game of football, and, and we'll just get out there and try to entertain our fans as much as possible. Coach Tuiaki told me yesterday that the first time he met Ken was when E was a coach at Kearns High School. When did you first 
get to know Ken Nimatololo? Well, I always knew him when I was little because he's older, and we used to watch guys like him and Jack DeMuni play high school football back when I was young, you know. So um, I think being able to see him and his career and, and uh, when he went to play for Hawaii and then when he moved on as a coach, you know, just seeing the things that he's done. He and I have crossed paths quite often, you know, being in the coaching business. And uh, we played Navy a couple times when I was at Utah. So being able to, to cross paths that way. But he, he and I have always been close. And it's it's because he's extended his hand at me as, 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 a, as a mentor and helped me along the way. And so uh, we've, we've had some great conversations. I think we do things very similar when it comes to team culture and things like that. And so uh, I think we have really sim- similar mindsets when it comes to the the coaching profession and trying to establish a team. The game itself, BYU-Navy, came together pretty quickly, didn't it? You started camp without knowing you'd be playing Navy, and a couple of days later you got a team. Yeah, Tom Tom did a great job. I mean, he he, uh, he pulled that game out quick. And, and, and uh, I can't remember even thinking, I think it was the same day where it was like, hey, there's a chance we might play Navy, and then a couple hours later it's like, yeah, it's Navy. So I was really excited about it, an opportunity to play on national TV, and and, uh, you know, to be the only game on, on at that time. So looking forward to being out there. I've never been in that area, you know, I've never been in Annapolis. And so looking forward to seeing their stadium and playing there and, and playing against uh, really quality young men. Okay, the Navy flex bone. Let's talk about option a little bit. At Utah, as both the linebackers coach and the D.C., you faced and defeated a number of triple option teams. Uh, Navy, Air Force, Georgia Tech were teams you coached against at Utah. In 10 seasons up there, you played nine games against option, went eight and one. What were the keys to eight wins against tough teams to defend? Discipline and toughness. That's the, that's the things that, that those teams, uh, you know, that run this style of offense, they try to expose. And so for us, it's going to have to come down to uh, being disciplined as a football team because they utilize, it's called an option, flexible and option for a reason. They, they utilize everybody as an option to run, including the quarterback, you know, and so uh, we have to really be on top of our game, and then we have to tackle well. It's going to come down to the fundamentals of the game, and, and on both sides of the ball, blocking and tackling, it's going to come down to basic stuff that's going to help us win. Um, but the effort's going to be there. Our guys will, will be tough, but uh, you know, for us, it's mostly the mental discipline of the game. It's Coach Tuiaki's first game as a D.C. defending option, as he noted, but this is a team effort. When you guys get in that room, you're all throwing stuff um, at the problem, right? Yeah, and you, then you do research and you look at all the all the different op, uh, I guess uh, options that you can to to defend the flex bone, and, and um, you look at a lot of different things. You do the research and you look at different people that have defended them, and then you try to do a lot of the note taking and then see what fits your your skill. And so for us, it's trying to match that with the skill that we have on our team and where we think we can find a competitive advantage and then going with it. So we'll, we'll see how it works, but I have a lot of confidence in our coaches. We have coaches that have faced this at a lot of different levels, yeah. even in high school and, and FCS level too. You and Coach Tuiaki get a lot of questions these days about what your defense will look like schematically in 2020. No matter what the final answer is, the first two games are unique. I mean, when you play back-to-back option teams, you're going to put sometimes a different kind of player on the field to give you the best chance to, to win that game. Yeah, and, and you know, the fortunate part for that for us is that we already start starting to establish that multi-personnel set of defense. That's why we list so many different starters and different uh, personnel groups but mm-hmm. uh, and positions, you know, that I think that kind of fits in what we're going to see from Navy and Army. And right now we're focused on what Navy does and seeing how we can match up against them. And 
uh, it being the first game, they can do whatever they want. So we have to be ready for everything. And, and, and they even do things that are a little bit more traditional, which is going into the, the, the gun and then spreading the, game, the field out a little bit. And so uh, Ken's a smart coach. He's been through a lot of different, different uh, talent and different type of quarterbacks. And I think he's going to try to get the most out of his guys that he can get. And it's going to be difficult, but I, I think our guys are up for the task. This BYU-Navy game, so many great storylines. Uh, Monday Night Football, you talked about only game to see. Uh, college football is coming out of the pandemic in a way. And in this game, yes, we have two Polynesian head coaches going head-to-head. As you reflect on that fact alone, how does it resonate with you right now, seeing your picture and Ken's picture there side-by-side side and, and having that be the case? You know, I, have, I haven't really had much time to think about it, just trying to get ready for the the season, but now looking at that that uh, the picture and seeing it, I think it's it's a uh, what a cool world we live in, you know, and what an, an opportunity for uh, for us to be in this position and to, to be facing each other. And um, I think Ken will say the same thing that when it comes down to the game, it'll be between the players. But um, yeah, just all the opportunities that we've had and the sacrifices that our families have made for us to even be in this position, it's just it's just really cool to. I just have a lot of appreciation and, and, and just gratitude for my family and and uh, just for having this opportunity to be here in the States and, uh, and to be here as a coach, you know. So uh, looking forward to the game. Um, one of us will win, and but I know that uh, two of us will, will come away from that game with a lot of respect still that, that we have going into it. You think about it, uh, Monday Night Football, ESPN, in Annapolis, Maryland, with you two, it's a long way from La Ia, isn't it? Yeah, it's like you, you couldn't pick a further place away. Um, yeah, but it, I mean, it, it, that place is, is so dear to my heart. I have two hometowns, and that's Laia and Provo, you know, and, and um, that's where I learned the game of football. That's where I learned to love the game. Just I fell in love with, with all the high school stars that were there and the community there and, and uh, pro BYU in that area, you know. So uh, I think for me, it was just seeing guys like Ken and guys like Jack DeMooney and Lakehe Muli and all these great players that came from that area. And then that's the first place I learned how to play football, basketball, everything. So it's been it's uh, dear to my heart, a lot of great people in the area, and, and uh, a lot of that has to do with, with Ken and his family as well. And a quick, quick note, Joe Dupay, former BYU coach, on yep. the staff with Ken and his son, Va'a, who used to play here, is now with him as well. All right. Uh, among the players on the defensive side of the ball prepping to slow down Navy's option attack is BYU linebacker Isaiah Kafusi. Here now, Jerem Jordan chatting with the senior standout. Isaiah, it's been a long journey to get to uh, game day, but here we are. What's it been like to wade through COVID and fall camp and all the uncertainty to finally get to game day? Yeah, it's it's definitely been a long uh, long journey and a long road. Um, you know, I told our I told our athletic director like we'll we'll, we'll play anybody, and so uh, really grateful to him and, and kind of all his support staff and our coaches and and everyone who's really made it possible, and, and even to you know Ken at Navy and uh, you know really stepping up and. Um, doing us a favor you know they, they didn't really have to play us and uh, grateful for the Naval Academy and their willingness to serve our country but also to you know allow us to play them listen it would have been cool to play Utah on a Thursday night right but it's yeah. all it would have been cool for Navy to play in Ireland against Notre Dame so here we are BYU and Navy what's it like to match up with the midshipmen who were a top 25 team when the season ended last year yeah very very excited to, to play against them um really unique you know in their play style and they're really tough um one thing that i really admire about them watching film and, and they, i mean they play physical they play fast they play hard 
Um, and, and really, they play with the chip on their shoulder. Certainly, defending the option is different than defending a regular offense. What kind of differences are involved in that? Yeah, um, I think one of the biggest things is just being disciplined. You know, you um, you got to be really disciplined, and you can't really you know stretch too far to make you know certain plays. You just got to do your job, do your one eleventh. It's kind of been our mentality, and just kind of how we've prepared for the triple option. Are you used to the unique mask on your helmet? Uh, yeah, now I am. Uh, at first, it was a little weird, a little different, um, but. You know, it's a sacrifice that we were willing to make to, to be able to play football, and, and now guys are used to it. So, It's your senior year. You want to go out with a bang. Who knows? Maybe you have two senior years. Everyone's getting a free <laughs> year here, but what are the expectations for you personally on this team? Yeah, definitely um, have high high expectations for myself and, and high and, um, goals, and it's kind of a standard that I want to reach um, and play at. And so I uh, expect a lot of myself and, and – um, Hopefully others will follow me and, and I try to just lead and, and help those around me. Did you ever envision playing uh, Monday Night Football in college? No, no, I didn't, but I'm really excited. Hopefully it's kind of a, you know, foreshadowing of the future. Isaiah, we appreciate the time, man. Good luck against Navy. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right, good stuff, guys. Monday's at 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific. We talk with the BYU football coordinators on the Coordinator's Corner with Jeff Grimes, Elisa Tuiaki, and Ed Lamb. This week's season premiere is already on the free BYU TV app on demand. If you're looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's, try Smith's Click List. Order online, then pick up curbside by the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com for details. After this break, some socially distanced social media as we take questions for the coach and then take a deeper look at the life of quarterback Zach Wilson. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake, presented by Intermountain Healthcare. Each week on the show, we're going to ask the players a probing question, and we tend to get some awesome answers. Time now for Cougar Q&A, presented by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Tonight, we explore who's the most hyped in the locker room and who's the most chill for a game. I would say the most hyped guys are the O-linemen. They they get crazy. Like I don't even want to talk to them before the game. Me and and most of the alumni, we just we're just pretty chill guys. We just kind of get ready and and relax. They're just so they're so far in their head, just yelling and stuff. The most even keel I'd say is James Empey. Um, he sits right next to me in the locker, and I can you know if I'm feeling a little too amped up, I can kind of look to him. He's always really calm, um, keeping his head level. James Empey, I never hear him yell or. Don't even like scream or nothing. He's just cool, calm, and collective. Uh, the most hyped person on the team in the locker room would definitely be El Bakri. Bracken El Bakri. Some of the defensive backs, some of the linebackers are going to be going nuts because that's what they do. They, they go nuts. The person that's the most rowdy in the locker room, I would say, is Bracken El Bakri. I would say Bracken El Bakri. Some of the defensive linemen go nuts. Bracken El Bakri is always a character to, to peek over and see what he's doing before the game. There's some guys that are crazier than others. He's just always screaming. You can hear him from any part of the room. Coming in the tunnel, he's the one screaming at the fans, getting everyone pumped up. Um, he does this little rooster sound that he does because he's a farmer boy, so he does a little rooster sound. I don't know about guys specifically you want to know about, but you don't have any guys specifically in mind? No. Yeah? Nope, I can't say anything. 
if Al Bakri wanted to go the Hollywood route and be like a Chris Farley type, <laughs> he could pull that off, I think. He's a funny dude. He's genuine and it's real. So uh, we, we've got to have a camera follow him at all times, and <laughs> it would be the most entertaining show out there. So he's, But he's 100% genuine and great person. I'm so thankful that he's on our team. He's, he's, a, he's a, just a complete team guy. I enjoyed that. It was fun. From a question for uh, from the, uh, for the players to a question for the coach, and a few questions, actually. And without fans uh, joining us live for the show this season, we're going to social media to get your queries for Kalani. Reminder, use the hashtag Sitake Show on Twitter or submit questions on the BYU TV Sports Instagram and Facebook accounts to give your question a chance to be asked on the air. We'll go with uh, Diana Allen from Instagram who asks, what's the biggest challenge you've had with the team this season with COVID? And what's the biggest maybe blessing that has come from those challenges this season? I think some of the, the, the challenges is just not being around the guys, you know. And for me, that's really hard not seeing them personally and, and uh, not interacting with them. But um, that's easy to overcome when you see the things that they're able to do and connect with each other. Um, they're not, they didn't have to rely so much on, on the coach to, to kind of get them in line and, and teach them. They taught each other. and. We utilize Zoom and, and virtual learning as much as possible. And, and then it was just an easy way for me to kind of get feedback from them and allow them to just lead the team. And so I've always been just extremely interested in allowing the players to feel like this is their team and, and have a say in, in what goes on culturally and uh, even just the dynamics of everything. And so being able to communicate with them on the schedule and things like that, it's been really cool to see. Okay, Colton from Twitter asks, which player or players – have made the most strides or greatest strides during fall camp, do you think? Oh, man, I don't know if I can pick um, one or, you know, I, I would say that... Anybody jump up to you that's like, wow, he's come back different or better? Or... I, I would say it's all the guys that have been home for a year from their mission. And, and I, I would actually say probably a lot of the guys on the team. Get, I, I think that normally when you uh, have time of quarantine and separation, you're leaving it up to them for them to get themselves in shape and... I was really impressed with, the, with the, the, the discipline that our guys had to, to work, the work ethic to do it on their own. So that was really cool. Okay. Thanks for the questions, folks. We'll get them every week on the latest BYUSN Right Now class is in session. And Kiki Solano has all the back-to-school essentials. Watch it on the BYU Sports Nation social media platforms. Coming up next, we will profile junior quarterback Zach Wilson. And later... We're joined live by one of the top defensive players on this team, safety Zane Anderson. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare. Always here for you. Zion's Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU kicks off its season next Monday, and the NFL will be only a few days behind. Uh, taking a look now at some of our 13 Cougars in the NFL as the 2020 campaign nears. Fred Warner returning with the Super Bowl runner-up San Francisco 49ers. New dad Taysom Hill continuing his hybrid performances with the Saints. Daniel Sorensen is a Super Bowl champion safety with the Chiefs who got their new rings today. Kyle Van Noy signing a $51 million deal with the Dolphins in the offseason. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake, presented by Intermountain Healthcare. Well, through two seasons, Zach Wilson 
has already done things no other BYU quarterback has ever done, from becoming the youngest starter ever to tossing a perfect game in the Cougars' 2018 bowl game to being halfway to becoming the first ever quarterback in BYU history to lead the team in passing in all four years of a college career. Here now, as he heads into his junior season, a deep blue look at Zach Wilson, presented by America First Credit Union. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. BYU quarterback Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Might not be their best option. Well, I think Zach Wilson being out is a real problem. Zach didn't look the same tonight. Couldn't really get a good grip on the ball. How does this impact BYU spring football? I signed up for it, you know, coming into college football. I knew that everyone's going to have an opinion. Everyone's going to, you know, say something about you. He's had his fair share when it comes to people doubting him and also when overcoming some injuries. And I know he gets criticized and stuff a lot for whatever mistake he makes, but, and I know a quarterback is the, you know, the high-profile position, but I, I promise you there's, there's not a kid that takes it harder than he does. And I just don't know if they realize the sacrifices that these boys make. You know, really just, just for their, their team, for their school, for their coaches, for their fans, just to make them proud. Win or lose, they're still doing it for him. Trips left, twins right, empty, quarterback long. Wilson 15, 10, Wilson on his feet, 5, on his feet, touchdown! Into the end zone he goes, and the Cougars take the lead! Happiness for me was, was being able to play in front of my family. You know, there's nothing better than, you know, I come out of the tunnel after the game, and, you know, there's my uncles and my aunts, and my brothers and sisters and the whole family just came out to support and I, th I think that just means a lot to me you know that's happiness knowing I have you know people always behind me so do you remember your first game I don't you had just turned eight and it was our first scrimmage game well I guess it was like a real game it's full refs everything against Murray and I think that game you had I think you ran two touchdowns in and you had a pick six you remember that you don't remember that and I was yelling at you because he jogged the pick six in. Oh, yeah, I remember that part. I'm like, he jogged it. I think he took it like 50 yards. I know you got to remember that one. Every single game, they break it down. They go over every single play. I mean, every single play. You know, what he did different, what he should have done, what he did well but could have been better. And then he, he actually does a little bit of amending, you know, like, but I still love you, son. I knew what it took for him to be good, and I think he, he realized it later in life. Probably his, I think probably took to his junior, senior year for him to finally realize uh, how much work he had to put in to, to achieve his goals and his dreams. So, so I was hard on him, and I'd push him, and I've, I've coached all my boys the same way. He says, you know, my parents pushed me so hard, and I missed out on a lot. And then all of a sudden, one day, I was just like, I love this. Like, this is my thing, you know? And... If you don't push them to that point of the takeoff, some of them will never find it. They'll never realize what their gift was. You know, during the quarantine, me and my brothers first first started uh, working on the Jeep together. We, we, we didn't know how long spring ball was going to be canceled for. I think it just kind of brought us together. I mean, we were literally, I think, every single day We'd come out and we'd sit there until 12 o'clock at night just sanding. We'd wake up, blow it off, and we're like, crap, that part's not good enough because we want it to be perfect. So we'd sand the little cracks and stuff. And I think we all just kind of got closer doing it. 
There was nothing more satisfying than, than leaving that paint shop at the end of the day, and it was, it was finished. And it was like, hey, we did this, and it's super cool. Like, not many people can say that they painted a car, you know, off of YouTube videos, having no idea what they're doing. I would say when you're not playing football, it's definitely, it's definitely cool to have something on the side that, you know, keeps you entertained, gives you a little relief from football, and, and gives you something to kind of explore what you like in life besides, besides football, right? You can't pour all your eggs in one basket, and, you know, you're going to get sick of it quick, so... Uh, it was nice to be able to, to do something as a family and just take a little break from football for a couple weeks. And once we finished up that, it was a really good opportunity for me to go out to California and, and train with uh, John Beck and 3DQB, the guys that I work with out there. So we got to weekends where, you know, football would end around 1 on Fridays and I would hop in the car and I'd drive 10 hours to California by myself and um, I would train with John Beck Saturday morning from you know, 8 to 11 or whatever it is, hang out Saturday night, and then Sunday morning was pretty much the same thing. About 8 to 11, I'd take off and come back home. You got the stones, the jar, and the sand, and if someone tries to put the sand in first, there's not room for all the stones. And when you put the stones in first, then you can put the sand in and they all fit. You know, when I look at Zach, I see Zach as the guy that he knows the value of those stones. He makes sure he's getting all of them in. I think he's even the guy that's like, can I fit this stone into? He demands a lot of respect for the things that he does off the field, puts a lot of time into the game and into his craft and then studies a lot of football. And I just wanted to go out there and have fun. Right before Zach went to BYU, one time he said to me, you know that song, Humble and Kind? He said, Mom, just always remind me. Just always remind me of this song, to be humble and kind, always. already done some pretty great things and he's only halfway through right yeah i'm just so honored to, to be to, to know the families that that come along with these young men and excited and honored to be coaching josh and zach and to know the wilson's family just like i know uh, all the other players families and it's been an honor for me great well six years ago zane anderson was a high school standout with a promising college career ahead of him six years later that career continues with his sixth season of eligibility as Zane rejoins BYU's starting defensive 11. We are pleased to welcome in live from the Student Athlete Building tonight, safety, Zane Anderson. Zane, good to see you. Good to be with you guys. All right, looking good there in the SAB. So uh, it's your second senior year, right? You get another crack at this. Yes, sir. I know not too many people can say that. And, and I, I probably shouldn't even ask this, Kalani, but since the NCAA has kind of given everybody a free year, have you even considered the possibility of a seventh year and another another senior year? Um, I'm just taking things one thing at a time. <laughs> um, just planning on falling out this year and taking things one thing at a time. Kalani, you're glad, you're glad to have this guy <laughs> back and healthy. Yeah, I mean, he, he's been through a lot. He's played a lot of positions and uh, he's, he's, he's gone through a lot of adversity when it comes to his health, and I've never seen him better. And so I'm looking forward to seeing 23 make a lot of plays this year. Zane, uh, we've seen you play linebacker. We've seen you play defensive back. The feeling is that you're back at safety right now. Uh, where do you see yourself uh, doing the most damage this year uh, to opposing teams, and, and how do things feel health-wise for you? Um, I'm feeling really good. Um, we tackled a little bit in camp, and just tackling and stuff, feeling confident in my shoulder feels really good and um, going to be really excited, especially this game one. It's going to be a physical game and it's going to take a lot of mental strain. And so I'm um, just really excited for the opportunity at hand. Do you feel like your linebacker days are done or? 
Um, I think so. I don't know. I think so. Um, as of now, I think so. But I mean, anything can happen and anything can change. So I'll always be ready. And right now, I'm planning safety. And the great thing about it, he's just a football player. You can put him a lot of places. Yeah, he he can play the offensive side as well. So he he's a mainstay on special teams. And then uh, the one thing I love about Zane, he'll do whatever the team needs. And he's done that. And now it's time to uh, put him in a position that he's probably the most comfortable and that his body suited to make plays in. And that's at safety. Zane, uh, your thoughts, your quick take on, on the unique schedule and situation that BYU and you find yourselves this year? Um, you know, it's a unique season, and I think um, as a team, we're taking things at hand. You know, it was a lot of ups and downs in this offseason, wondering if we're going to be able to play. And uh, we're really blessed that we'll be able to play, especially as seniors coming back, that uh, we're going to be able to have a, have a season. Um, it really is a blessing, and we're not taking anything for granted. And so it doesn't matter who we play, um, we're going to show up ready, and I think we prepared well for that. But the who for the season opener is Navy, and it's Monday Night Football. It's a big stage. You're the only Western team. All these things sound pretty cool, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're representing a lot more than ourselves. I'm representing our families, the state of Utah, and everyone, every other player that's not playing. Um, there's a lot of college players that aren't playing. And so uh, being able to represent a lot at hand, and so a lot of stakes are on. Looking forward to seeing you on the field next Monday night in Annapolis. Thanks for taking a quick minute with us tonight. Thanks, Zane. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. All right. That is Zane Anderson. As we go to break, here's this week's trivia question presented by Qualtrics. In which bowl game did BYU face Navy in the first ever meeting between these two programs back in 1978? We'll tell you right after the break. In which bowl game did BYU face Navy in their first ever meeting between the two programs in 1978? The answer is the Holiday Bowl in San Diego. Well, it is BYU and Navy and Kalani. We are less than a week away. Yeah, and, and you know, with all the, the things that we've gone through and, and COVID and all, everything that's going on in the world, I, uh, there's one thing that we know that's been constant, and that's that we have the best fans out there from our team and just a sentiment from our, our players. We love you guys. Thank you for your support. Go Cougs. All right, let's do it. That'll do it for our debut edition of the Satake Show. Back with you next Tuesday, 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app. So long for Kalani. I'm Greg. Go Cougs.